Hello, this is Mary Lindo. I'm so glad you're listening to this podcast today, and my prayer is that you will be inspired, challenged, and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. Sit back now with a cup of tea or your favorite coffee and listen to what the Lord has to say to us today. Hello, today's podcast is a very serious podcast and filled with what I feel is crucial information that the Holy Spirit has been pouring into my heart to share with you. And so I encourage you, if you want to take notes or print out the message as well, to highlight it and to pray about it and to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying in these crucial days. The title of the podcast today is The Great Coming Whirlwind, A Prophetic Insight. Nahum 1.3 says, The Lord is slow to get angry, but His power is great, and He never lets the guilty go unpunished. He displays His power in the whirlwind and the storm. The billowing clouds are the dust beneath His feet. Dear Saints, we are in high-pressured days that seem as if everything around us is in a great whirlwind. The noise coming from the media, the weather patterns, the sounds of war, the sounds of people crying out for justice, and the sounds of people crying out because they feel like there's been too much injustice. The Lord would like to speak these words in this hour to those that have ears to hear. I know that there are many prophetic words being ushered into the media outlets by so many people, and many have been spoken out in meetings and conferences. And I wish that I could tell you that every single voice you're listening to and every promise that is being made to you regarding great wealth, great promotion, and great open doors are accurate. But deep down inside of your spirit, man, there is something stirring that you cannot explain. It's that knowing that something is coming, that something has begun out there in the world that we cannot see, but that we know in our spirit. We are in a time like none other on and in the earth, but we do have reference points to go to that tell us similar warnings and events that took place in the past. We can remember when Lot chose to go for the things that were more pleasing to his flesh and where he would have more abundant provision and opportunity for business trade. But in the end, he was stuck in the city where there was nothing but illicit sex, graft, stealing and robbing, and eventually, total desolation and demolition. Even as the Lord provided a way of escape, his wife still had the smell, the stench of the worldly life in her heart, and she turned around to look one more time, fondly, over her shoulder, at the home that she dreaded to leave behind. Look at the days of Noah when he was mocked and laughed at. He did not build that famous ark in a month. No, it took a long, long period of time to build the ark out in the middle of nowhere. A simple study of the Bible text shows that the time from when God told Noah to build the ark till the rain fell was no longer than about 75 years. And yet, he obeyed God. If we read carefully, it says that the Lord himself drew the animals to the ark. First, it's necessary to note that Noah was not told to gather the animals. He was commanded only to build the ark. 
large enough for all the animals and simply received the animals when they arrived. In Genesis 6, 19 through 20, it says, And of every living thing, of all flesh, two of every sort, shall come unto thee to keep them alive. Now, I want to encourage all of you to understand clearly that there is a whirlwind coming. In Jeremiah 23, 19, God is talking about a whirlwind that he has sent, a violent windstorm. It says, the false prophets had said, no bad is coming. It's verse 17. God says, do they ever listen to me? I've said I'm sending a whirlwind and it's going to fall on the heads of the wicked. How dare they say that everything's going to be okay? Brothers and sisters, what is coming is bigger and broader and wider and more destructive than anything else we have ever seen. I don't know if it's a nuclear war. I don't know if it's bizarre weather patterns, and I don't know if it's not just a whirlwind of new ideas or new kinds of ideas being foisted upon mankind. But what I do know is this. There are people who are aware in the spirit that the only stronghold in place right now, a place of immunity and safety, is in prayer and in surrendering to all that the Lord is asking of them. Many of you are stretched beyond the point that no one can understand. Your financial resources have been given and given and given again to help others. And yet many feel that their own supplies seem to be dwindling. There are those who have poured into the lives of others, poured into businesses, poured into mentoring and training others. And yet it appears as if when they reach out, there's nothing left in the pantry for them. The Lord wants those of you who have been giving, giving, giving to check your hearts one more time. If he told you to give and to serve and to sacrifice, then you can be guaranteed one thing. He does not withhold from those who have been faithful. In 2 Corinthians 9, 6, it says, But this I say, he who sows sparingly shall reap also sparingly and he which sows bountifully shall reap also bountifully. 2 Corinthians 9.10 says, And God, who supplies seed for the sower and bread to eat, will also supply you with all the seed you need and will make it grow and produce a rich harvest from your generosity. I want to encourage you right now in the Spirit to understand the time that we are in. It is a time when nothing is making sense when trying to apply the past patterns and methods or the natural way of living. It's going to take a determined, dogged, supernatural approach to understand the seasons, the days, and the times. God already understands all of this, but He is not going to communicate to people who will then try to communicate it in natural terms to those who don't have ears to hear. He's going to communicate truth and wisdom to those who are willing to allow their own hearts to go into the fire of refining and changing the way that they have done things in the past. Psalm 111 verse 10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow His precepts have good understanding, and to Him belongs eternal praise. You know, difficulties require new strategies. And hard times require sober minds and the determination not to be towed under by destruction and despair. We are not to be focusing on the noise in the whirlwind around us in the world. 
even though it sure does draw our attention from the left and the right. We are to instead focus on a specific path, a narrowing of vision, and a one direction place. And what exactly does that all mean? It means that we are to seek the face of the Father. And I mean seek and to seek and to seek again, continually. First Chronicles 16.11 says, Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His face continually. We have got to break down those things that are holding back the move of God in all denominations of the Christian faith. It will only come by seeking His face, seeing His heart for the people, and hearing His plans for them and for us. Oh, how the Father wants to bring a fresh move of His presence through His Word and through His glorious goodness and mercy. He is going to bring correction to all denominations, all walks that claim to have Jesus Christ as the head of the faith. So many smugly think that because they have been charismatics or that they have been spirit-filled, that they have a higher attained level of wisdom and discernment. This is nothing but plain arrogance. If anything, there should be a more refined level of humility and thankfulness for the fact that we have access through the gifts to flow in the fruits of the Spirit. Isaiah 2.12 says, The Lord Almighty has a day in store for all the proud and lofty, for all that is exalted, and they will be humbled. The Holy Spirit would say these words today. Yes, the winds are blowing and they are harsh winds and some are absolutely destructive winds. Everything that does not stand under the power of my word and is not anchored in me shall be shifted and blown and shaken. And at times, the winds of drastic change will draw away the dross from the wheat. I am sifting and shaking and shaking and sifting again and again until my people understand they do not live in a time where making demands and commands to me operate well. I am looking for a people who will bow low enough before me and get quiet and seek my will, my will for planet Earth. This world is fading away quickly and mankind is corrupted each day more and more to go the way of the flesh. You must put away the noise. You must put away the noise in your life and enter into the place where in the center of the storm is the eye. My eye is upon the righteous. My eye is upon those that are fruitful and faithful. And fruitful to me may be different than fruitful to you. You cannot serve two masters. Yet many have tried to justify the shutting away of my convicting voice when I have told them to go back and make right the situations where they have done grievous damage to others who are supposedly their family members in Christ. If you cannot repent and get relationships right in the kingdom now, I cannot use you to forge new relationships in the future in my kingdom. If you have bitterness, anger, and jealousy in your heart, it will manifest with shaming and name-calling, as well as condescending and destroying another's capability to serve me well. The days of selfish ambition and immaturity are closely coming to an end. My light, my life, my word, and my ways are perfect. I will not deviate from my plan for the kingdom of God in the earth. I am looking for a people who will not listen to the accusation of others, 
nor slander and destroy their brothers and sisters because of another's opinion, or perhaps because they themselves were brought a loving correction or warning, and instead turned around and shamed the messenger. I see you all, and I am fully aware of the things that have been done in my name to hide behind selfish ambition. A judgment time is coming. Know this, I am about to expose those who abuse the gifts, abuse their titles, and abuse the finances that I have deemed for the kingdom, and I'm going to bring their names to the forefront to save their souls. Yes, the whirlwinds may blow and the storms and winds will be continuing to cycle and swirl, but I'm looking for those who are willing to stay in the center of my eye where there is quiet and there is calm and there is discernment, direction, and wisdom for these devastating days. To those in the center of my eye, I will pour out a wisdom beyond mankind's understanding and they will rise up and have the words that will bring direction, correction, and light into dark places. Proverbs 22:12. The eyes of the Lord keep watch over knowledge, but he overthrows the words of the traitor. Proverbs 5:21. For a man's ways are before the eyes of the Lord, and he ponders all of his paths. Stand prepared, for I'm doing this thing regardless of whether man is ready or not. I am that I am, and I will have my way in the earth, says the Lord of hosts. Isaiah 57:15. For this is what the High and Exalted One says, He who lives forever, whose name is holy, I live in a high and holy place, but also with the One who is contrite and lowly in spirit, to revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. Let's pray. O King of kings and Lord of lords, the Mighty One that we serve, Lord, we just want to come to you with all that we have in our lives and again, surrender it all. Lord, your word says, create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us. Well, Lord, we know that you have to do that work yourself, that you have got to burn up that dross in our lives that we claim to have a right to. Father, we cry out on behalf of the nations. The earth is in turmoil and indeed, Lord, you have spoken that there is a whirlwind coming. Well, Lord, we come into the eye, the center of your will, and we ask that you would look upon us. You said we are the apple of your eye. So, Lord, we ask that you would look upon your people, those that are listening right now and praying with me, Father. We come before you, and we ask you, Father, we ask you, Father, to give us clear direction, clear discernment, clear plans and designs for the days ahead. Whisper to us in the night, Lord, and we will pack a bag if you tell us to pack up and leave immediately. Whisper to us, Lord, who needs to be fed, who needs to be clothed, who needs to have a bill paid, who needs to be sent to a foreign country. Lord, help us to keep our hearts right and keep our eyes focused on you and you alone. Lord, we receive the word about seeking your face and seeking it again and again. And right now we seek your face, your voice. We open our ears to hear your voice and we repent, Lord God, of any kind of choices to go back to what is familiar rather than to move ahead into the things that you are leading us to when it doesn't look real clear and even bleak at times. We worship your name right now together, Lord. We join across the nations right now together and we say, Lord, have your way, have your will on planet Earth. We bless your name. We worship you alone. We bow low. We thank you that you look upon the lowly, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.
Well, I bless you today. I encourage you to share this word with those that are around you, preparing them, letting them know that what is coming, God sees and God knows, but he's giving us wisdom and insight on how to prepare so that we are safe with his eye watching over us. I bless you today in Jesus' name, and I encourage you to go to my website, www.marylindo.com where there are free resources. And if you need prayer, you can always go to the Global Prayer Rooms, www.globalprayerrooms.com, where we have people that are intercessors willingly giving freely of their time all over the globe. Until we meet again, I bless you in Jesus' name. Goodbye for now.